Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to Marcus Gell Grow. My name is Shenzaya and this is a Saturday strategy session. Today we are going to take a deep dive into the three pillars of effective Facebook ads marketing. And this is what I do with my clients. This is what I teach in my course. This is like my golden rules. I don't really know if that's the right thing to say, but there really is these three steps to building a successful marketing strategy and ensuring success specifically with Facebook ads, but really in your marketing in general. So we'll talk about the three different pillars and what the different steps are within that pillar. And it it really, in my opinion, is a step-by-step process. So you're going to want to do step one first, which is to solidify your marketing foundation. And then step two, which is to build your list. And then step three is to expand your success. So let's dive in to step number one. Again, step number one is to solidify your marketing foundation. So your marketing foundation is really, really important. If you're thinking about this like a house, the foundation is what ensures that the house doesn't start to sink, doesn't fall over, doesn't crack, doesn't break. All of those really, really important pieces, right? We want the roof to stay above us. And having a strong, solid foundation is really what makes it all work. So it comes down to a couple of different things. And that is number one, knowing your audience, knowing your ideal client extremely, extremely well. And I don't really subscribe to the idea of naming your person and saying that it's a girl who is a teacher in their mid 30s with three kids. Like, unfortunately, a lot of that information is actually kind of irrelevant. It's the easiest stuff to pick out, but it's kind of irrelevant. What you really, really need to do is think about multiple different people and what they would have in common. And those are their hopes, dreams, what success looks like for them, how you can help them achieve success. And that also means knowing their fears, their obstacles, their pain points really, really well and being able to speak directly to them, being able to evoke emotion and making your audience know and realize and understand that you get them, that you get them on such a deep level that you can speak directly to them and that you can really help them to solve this problem, this struggle that they are having. When I say knowing your ideal client and having an ideal client avatar, if you will, it really is kind of forgetting the demographics because does it really matter if this person is a male or female? Does it really matter if they're in their 20s or their 40s? And I mean, there are some businesses that their age or their gender or their location will matter. Absolutely. I get that. But in most cases, if you can help this person solve their problem, then that's really what you need to identify. And again, by doing, you're going to do that by knowing their hopes, dreams, fears, obstacles, what success and failure really, really look like to them and being able to speak directly to that. 
And then the second piece of that marketing foundation, which really ties into the first one, is your messaging and being able to use the words that they are using, using the phrases that they're using. And this is how they're going to say like, oh my goodness, Gen Z is in my head. Everybody hates it when I say this. Even I, my coach was telling me that I needed to do this and I got this feeling in my stomach like, I don't want to, right? So it's market research. Talking to your people, whether that's having coffee chats with them, 15 minutes to just chat, whether it's sending out a survey, whether it is doing polls on your Instagram stories, whether it's through DM conversations, there's so many different ways to do market research and it doesn't need to necessarily be that sitting down, having a conversation with somebody, though I would argue that that is one of the best ways to do it, but doesn't have to be how you do it. The more frequently you're doing this and the more part of your routine that market research becomes, the easier it becomes and the more in a habit you are of doing it, which makes, it just makes it easier. When you're in the habit of doing something, obviously it's just so much easier. Those are the two biggest parts of building your marketing foundation, of having a solid marketing foundation. And again, it really is the most important part. If somebody's Facebook ads aren't doing well, the first thing we look at is the messaging. Because typically the lead magnet has has converted before people have said, yes, I want it or whatever we're trying to sell, whether it's a course or a membership or a program or whatever it might be, has sold before. And so we know that people want this freebie or that people want the course or program. So it isn't typically the offer itself that's a problem. Typically, it's just the messaging surrounding the offer. Unfortunately, what I've seen happen is people burn down the whole thing. Oh, I only got one sale. It's garbage. I need to make an entire new course from scratch. When that's not what you need to do. Well, I mean, you can. It's your business. You can do what you want. But what I really recommend that you do is you lean into it and you really try to find the right messaging so that you can speak to your people and evoke emotions. And having that solid marketing foundation, having done the market research, knowing your ideal audience is really what's going to help you to speak more directly to them. Pillar number two is building your list. So once you've solidified your marketing foundation, the next step that I recommend you move on to with your Facebook ads is building your list. And this is your lead generation where at least 80% of your budget should be spent, at least. And when you're first getting started with Facebook ads, 100% of your budget will probably go here until you're spending over one to $2,000 a month most of your money will probably go to lead generation. Now, it does depend on your business model. I have clients that have more product-based businesses that we are running product-based sales ads. But for, I think, all of my clients that have course or membership models, until we hit the like four figures in ad spend, $1,000, $2,000 a month in ad spend, all of the money is going to lead generation because it's so important to creating a sustainable business. Leads coming in, if you listen two episodes ago to 116, I talked about leading and lagging metrics. Leads coming into your business is a leading metric. Now that's not confusing at all. (laughs) She says and she like, she, I'm referring to myself as the third person now, (laughs) but I'm like laughing at myself because the number of email subscribers that you have is a leading metric that will help to determine your success three to six months down the road. And I have an episode coming up 
shortly. I'm not 100% sure when it's scheduled, but keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can find out when this episode comes. And it's all about the delayed effects of today's actions on your marketing because buying cycles are getting longer. That's why lead generation is just so important because having a consistent stream of new people coming into your business, seeing your emails, being sold to is what is going to help you to grow sustainably over a longer period of time. There are a few different ways that you can grow your email list. The first one is organically, and this would be promoting your lead magnet, your freebie on blog posts that have SEO going on and through potentially pinning if you want to. I don't use Pinterest, (laughs) but it is a great search engine. Highly recommend if you have the time and energy to figure it out. Pinterest is another great way to organically build social media posts, promoting it through your stories and posts and pinning it. All those are really great ways to grow your email list organically. The second one is collaborations and to grow your email list by sharing your freebie with somebody else's audience because they've already built that audience. They've already built trust with that audience. And so Typically, what you'll do is you'll do a presentation of some sort, whether it's a podcast episode with the host or through a conference or a summit. And then typically, not always, typically at the end of that presentation, you'll have a chance to share your freebie. And so collaborating with others is a really great way to share your freebie with their audience and hopefully get some new subscribers through that. And then the final one, is paid advertising. So something like Facebook and Instagram ads where you are paying to show your lead magnet to more people. And then once they see the lead magnet, they have the decision whether or not they are opting in or not. I never, ever, 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 ever recommend buying email lists. Pretty sure it's illegal. Probably depends on where you are, but highly do not recommend. I also highly do not recommend giveaways to grow your followers or follow for follow loops or anything like that because you really want to make sure that people have chosen to opt in. And so when you're paying for advertisements, you are paying to grow your list. It's it's really you're paying to present your lead magnet to more people so that they can then self-select. Yes, I want in or not. So building your list is really, really important piece of the marketing puzzle because not only Well, you have more people that are aware of you and in your circle, but you have the opportunity to nurture them regularly, build those relationships and to sell to them. And that is through your consistent, hopefully weekly or maybe biweekly or monthly emails that you are sending out. And they are a really great way to nurture your audience and also sell to them. And really, you can kind of go about it whatever direction you want. I don't do this personally, but I do love the idea of nurturing and selling in every single email. So if it makes sense and it's appropriate based on what your business model is for you to have some sort of connection point in the email so people get to know you better, they have to know a little bit about your life and your business and who you are. And then it also segues into a sales of some sort and not in like a buy now or forever miss out, but in a more natural how purchasing whatever it might be is really truly serving your audience, serving your people. That's like the really great thing about building your list is if you are going about it in that direction of telling the story, nurturing your audience, connecting with them, 
then you're going to be building those relationships through the nurture so that when people are ready, then they'll buy from you. And if you're consistently selling, maybe not in every single email, but regularly, then people know you have something to buy and are more likely to buy from you. As just a little bit of a caveat, I do not recommend you paying for ads to grow your email list if you're not sending out consistent emails. You can start growing your email list organically and through collaborations if you're not quite at the point where you want it or you're able to consistently email. But once you start putting money in and even collaboration, sometimes your list is going to grow pretty quickly, or at least that's the hope. And if you're not consistently emailing your list, then these people might not remember who you are. And then they'll get an email from you out of the blue, have no idea who you are, and either unsubscribe or just completely ignore the email. And that's not what you want. You want to, as soon as you can, get in a habit of consistently emailing your list so that your efforts to build your list are actually like you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. Pillar number three, step number three is to expand your success. And this is where you are going to get more visible, get more out there, make more sales, really like go further. So with my clients, after a lead generation is up and running successfully, the next type of ad that we add in is nurture or visibility ads. And this is where we're sending traffic to long form content typically. So most of my clients have blogs. I personally have a podcast. You're listening to it right now. That is the long form content. And that is super, super great for nurturing your current warm audience and also becoming more visible to new people. So when they find you and they click, they're not just being sold something. You're giving them value. The goal is that when they listen to this podcast episode or they read the blog post, they're getting something of value. Whether they buy from me or not, I'm giving them value. And that is creating more of a bond, creating more of a connection and a relationship with the person. That's the next type of ad that we're adding in. And typically this is going to be like five to 10% of your ads budget is going to go towards nurture and visibility ads. Now, of course, you can't run these ads if you don't have long form content typically. So you do want to be consistently creating content so that you can promote it, so that you can be nurturing people. And then the last type of ad that I typically add in with my clients is sales ads. And these are the ads where we are promoting a membership or a course or something like that. And so they all kind of layer together. We're building the list, we're nurturing the list, bringing in more people because that's the other piece that I kind of missed there is if somebody new sees my podcast episode ad afterwards, it's almost like a slinky, if you will. They go down that first step, which is seeing the podcast episode and then the momentum continues and they start to see list building ads and they get on my email list. And so there's a next step after. And that's the other reason why I like to set up the list building ads first before the nurture ads. So that once we do the nurture ads, once we're promoting the blog post or the podcast episode or the video content, whatever it might be, there is already the list building ads up and running. So they see the content. They're like, oh, I really like this person. And then a day or two later, they see your list building ad and they're like, oh, that was such a great blog post. I'd love to see their freebie. I'd love to get on their email list. And then again, the final ad, and this goes into the expanding your success, pillar three, the final type of ads that we add in are sales ads. 
And typically we're only sending sales ads out to warm audiences who have shown an interest of some sort in whatever we're selling. So that might be registering for a webinar, going to the sales page, clicking on an email of some sort. So there is some sort of trigger action, if you will, that triggers the sales ads to start happening. We don't generally put out sales ads, just the entire world cold audience. Hope it goes well. Those are the three pillars of effective Facebook ads marketing. Just as a bit of a recap, we solidify the marketing foundation, work on the list building, and then expand success. If this is something that you're interested in, Dreamlist Essentials, my signature course, it's a DIY Facebook ads hybrid group coaching program. (laughs) I don't really know what to call it, but the doors are currently open. For the next couple of days, they are closing on April 26th at 11.59 Eastern Standard Time, or maybe even the next morning if I forget to turn it off. (laughs) Let's be real here. But Dreamless Essentials is currently open for you. If that is something that you're interested in, then head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash D-L-E, all capitals, for Dream List Essentials. So marketscalegrow.com forward slash capital D like dream, capital L like list, capital E like essentials so that you can find out more information and sign up and join us for this next live round of Dreamlist Essentials where we go through these three different steps and we do solidify your marketing foundations and then I walk you through start to finish setting up those list building ads And then there is a final module that talks through the expanding your success ads so that once those email list building ads are set up, you can continue on, get those nurture ads set up, get the sales ads set up. So again, that is marketscalegrow.com forward slash capital D, capital L, capital E. And I would love to see you on the inside of Dreamlist Essentials. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.